Flairdography. What's going on, everybody? It's me, Mark, and I'm here back again with another episode of Blurcast. And today, I'm interviewing someone. I'm doing a, a nerd interview, as we say in the streets of Geek Street. I don't know where that's from. Um, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm Raphael Moran, and I am the host of the Geeky Dad podcast. I also have a spinoff of that show. It's called The Geeky Dad After Dark. Um, the first show, it's basically me and my kids, and I introduce them to a, a new geeky uh, item. It could be like a movie or a, or a comic book or you know, a cartoon or something. And, you know, we, we just talk about it, review it and, uh, you know, have fun. And uh, the other show is uh, basically me, uh, sometimes with my wife, who is kind of like a non-geek. So I got to like introduce her to stuff. And uh, sometimes I just have uh, other podcasters on the show and we talk about stuff, you know. Okay, cool. Sounds like sounds like uh, my show. Mine is um, having the family aspect of everything. Uh, but I've been listening to your show for a while now. And I, I got to say, I, I do like it. It's, it was a little, I don't want to say jarring. It was not my first choice uh, at first because I'm not a family man, but uh, I need to open my horizons and get perspectives from everyone because the stuff that we consume is not just for me, but it's for everyone. And it's important to get other people's perspectives on things. And you're a geeky dad. Um, like I mentioned uh, in the pre-warm up, I just became an uncle. And I'm very excited about introducing my nephew to all these things and want to go about the right way. And I'm going to look to you for guidance because it looks like you're doing it and you're having fun. Uh, <laughs> like so much like the, I saw the Spider-Man No Way Home review. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask, uh, did you plan it like that? Is that how? Yeah, that, that was a, uh, that was a spur of the moment type of thing we just decided to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I heard that. I was like, yeah, okay. I, I kind of like yeah, you're talking about the one where they 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 lock me out in the room and uh no it was the one where uh no not Spider-Man it had to be the one where you were going number two so it was the Miss no was it the Miss Marvels one no it wasn't that one but they said you was going number two and it was like we're just gonna you know go ahead and watch it and then you came in after like hey what are you guys doing so yeah that was like the oh, yeah. I clicked on then I saw the Spider-Man No Way Home review. Uh, so like very entertaining is actually very entertaining and it's very good to get like their perspective of things because like I said this is for all of us not just me uh, we might have one take on it because we grew up with certain things but they're new to this this is their first time exactly this yeah. um, and uh, something that all my friends who have kids tell me like it's interesting seeing the world through their eyes uh, yeah gives you that 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 bright innocence that perspective you can't get anywhere else that we once had so i really like what you're doing uh on your podcast so why don't you tell me what have you been geeking out to recently what have you been reading watching playing uh creating uh i'm doing other podcasts yeah i'm, I'm doing a lot of uh i'm guesting in a, on a lot of podcasts <laughs> yeah and um just trying to get my uh you know just trying to get the word out on the show uh, both shows are now pretty successful, you know. Um, they both got sponsorship. That's good. Uh, you know, uh, the the the, um, the lucky thing with me was um, when I started the show, I had sort of a, a pre uh, fan, you know, following because I used to, uh, you know, um, write comic books, and uh, I used to write articles for various, uh, you know, geek related um websites so i i had a little bit of a, a known name so you know like uh, i had a pretty big audience as soon as i started so it was an easy step you know right yeah but now it's like i'm trying to just expand that a little bit more you know gotcha um yeah. where are you trying to expand that a little bit more? what other areas are you trying to expand well you know i mean um i from what I've, you know, the analytics from Anchor, you know, they don't show much, but it's mostly like, you know, in America. So okay. I'm like, I'm talking with like podcasters, like in, in you know, England and uh, the latest one it did was in Australia. 
you know, just trying to just, you know, venture out <laughs> outside of the United States, you know. Okay. Okay, cool. I understand. I understand. It must be a nightmare trying to record and match up time zones when you're oh. there on the other side of the world. Yeah. And, you know, Australia's like a, a day ahead. Right, they're day ahead uh, on uh, and then their time zones. It's it's crazy over there. So I can only imagine the logistics behind that. So, yeah. so what? Do I, uh, so why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about your upbringing and just you being a geek uh, in your youth? Yeah, well, um, uh, I'm from the Caribbean. I'm from uh, well, I guess you can call it West Indian. You know, a okay. uh, guy. I'm Guyanese. You know any Guyanese people? Uh, no, but I have met several in uh, in my community, and very interesting group of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we 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 eat a lot of spicy food. You know, right. yeah. We can be ra- uh, a little raunchy. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, it, it's it's not known for uh, the geeky culture. And, uh, you know, when I grew up, uh, I would probably was like the only one that was like geeky in my whole family, you know, and uh, I guess I was a kind of a loner. So I kind of like uh, disappeared in the, the reading the comic books and novels and video games, watching cartoons on TV, you know, and uh, I grew up uh, to be an artist. I went to the School of Visual Arts. Uh, for a little illustration, and um, uh, four years in, I, I got um, a couple of jobs here doing some like you know graphic design, uh, some some comic book work I did, and then finally, I uh, got published by uh, a comic book company, an independent comic book company, and they uh, I pitched them a a four issue miniseries and. It got published, and uh, I, I did another one for uh, a graphic novel for another company uh, a couple of years later, and then another graphic novel, you know. But uh, when, when the kids were born, I had to take a little break from, you know, publishing and all that stuff, and I went to just do, like, journalism. I did a lot of, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, reviews online for various, like, uh, websites, uh, and I did, had my own articles, you know, all over the place. And, uh, you know, I just concentrated being a dad, you know, and working on my solo projects at home, you know. And then when, when the COVID thing happened, you know, um, I, I saw everybody's like starting their own, their own podcast. <laughs> I was like, let's, let's just start one, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's how that started. Okay, cool. So what were some of the things you were into uh, as a kid that you're still into now as an adult? Uh, like what type of geeky things were you into? Well, I mean, I still, I still watch um, animated um, TV shows. Okay. I probably that more than live action stuff. Okay. And especially with the kids now, I get to watch with them. So. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and what is that experience like? Like, are you having fun having to explain like some of the backstory on some of the things? Uh, yeah, yeah. Experience and like they just right. ask you, like a million questions. Yeah, I'm like the encyclopedia for the house. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool. Because I basically I know all the backstories for all the characters anyhow. So right. Yeah. Uh, whenever we're watching an animated like like Spider Man show, and um, I pretty much give them the details of the histories of all the characters while we're watching it, and you know. They love asking the questions. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your experience with comics. Like, did you enjoy uh, doing comics? Were you uh, the just so artist? Did you also write comic storylines as well? Uh, and can we still find some of those comics if anybody, if, if any of the audience is interested in purchasing? Yes, you can find all of the comics uh, digitally on Comicology. Uh, the first uh, um, miniseries I did was called The Dream Reavers. Uh, it, you can also find it on Amazon, you know, wherever, you, you, you know, you can see, like, uh, buy comic books online. You could probably find it. Um, the, the other graphic novel was called uh, um, The Technomancer. 
And um, I had another graphic novel called uh, Flee, F-L-E-E. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll be sure to add a description, uh, add a link in the description so everybody on YouTube can uh, check you out. Um, so you mentioned that your wife is not a geek and you grew up in a family of non-geeks. What was, uh, was there a decision process with you and your wife when uh, y'all started first having kids about how you would raise them and raising them to be more geeky or in anything of that sort? Well, yeah, I, I, I had the intention to make them geeky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the wife, she concentrates more on the, you know, academic side, you know, she's the tough one, you know, she's the one that sets them straight. I'm the fun dad, you know, I'm the one who plays video games with them. I'm the one who watches video games with them, you know, play around with them all day Okay. with, with them, you know. That's what I try to be. I don't want to be, you know, the the, the tough person. Right. And I mean, that causes problems, you know, sometimes with the, the wife, because she's like, you know, why you always got to be the fun one? But, you know, that's how it is. Well, I mean, I think learning can be fun. Learning the academics yeah. can be fun if you do it in, a, you know, a certain way. But at that age, I can understand how, because they're in school all day, the last thing they want to do is, is have to go home and do more learning. They get to go home right. and watch movies with dad. Um, yeah. But as an adult, I find myself like, I need to go learn some new skills. I need to go just research some stuff that I'm interested in. So I'll spend the whole day just learning and researching things just for fun. Um, yeah. And I realized I was not like that as a kid at all. Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, now, growing up with your family and you being the only geek, did you have like any struggles you had to endure just trying to... Uh, just be your geeky self around your family. Because um, a lot of people who I interview uh, grew up in certain communities where it, it's kind of not accepted and almost you had to be in the closet about your, your geekhood. Um, but I like getting other people's perspectives on how they were raised because not everybody was raised the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I, uh, I used to buy my comics in secret, you know, you know how some some kids hide the porn right. i was comic books <laughs> okay wow. yeah and while uh, i had uh had a stockpile uh in a floorboard in the house oh wow and one time they found it and you know it was like why are you wasting your money on this crap you know all this stuff you know and uh i was i, was, I got in trouble <laughs> okay yeah but uh that's what I like to, you know, I like to read the comics. So nothing could really, once I got that love of that, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't break me. Right. Um, yeah. did, was it easy for you to find friends or just other people who had similar interests as yours uh, growing up? Yes, yes, yes. It was easy. Um, uh, uh, at the time, uh, the most popular show for kids at that time was the X-Men animated series mm -hmm. and Batman animated series. So you know how everything is like geek culture now. At that point, it was just, it was starting to rise up to like, like mainstream everywhere at that point, you know? So uh, on Monday morning, everybody was talking about Saturday morning. Right. The cartoons we saw. And, you know, me being basically the expert of all things like x-men and batman at the time everybody came to me for questions you know in school so and then and that way i also met the other geeks in the school that way too you know okay cool yeah that's cool that's good um so let's go back to the family aspect uh you're a geek and you now have kids and like you said you had every intention in raising your kids geek uh were there any struggles that you've had to deal with with trying to introduce them into more of your world were there something you're trying to introduce them to that they just was not into at all or uh maybe it was not as mature for them uh for the time you introduced it to them yeah. Um, well, you know, the, the good thing about um, Marvel is uh, a lot of this stuff, you know, um, all ages could probably 
you know, enjoy, you know. Uh, I grew up a DC guy, but, you know, uh, a lot of the DC stuff right now, it's a little adult. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they, uh, my, my son loves Superman. They love Batman. Um, you know, uh, my daughter loves Wonder Woman. But a lot of the other DC stuff, it's a little R-rated, you know, and uh, they can't, we, we kind of, you know, don't uh, show them that much stuff okay. from that. Yeah. Even some of the animated movies that they have, the DC animated movies, they're pretty R-rated sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, one day you'll be able to enjoy that when, when they're a lot older and yeah, it'll yeah. be a different experience uh, for, yeah. for all of you. We did see uh, Deadpool. <laughs> okay, well, well, that's not for kids. Uh, no, no, but it was like the TV edited version. So. Uh, okay, well, that 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 that's different. That's a lot different. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is there something that you want to introduce them to that they are still too young for? Well, you know, they love Star Wars. Uh they uh, got introduced to Star Wars through like um, the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. you know, and from there I, I've got them, you know, I started them with the prequels and now I'm going to start with the, you know, the original trilogy. And they already saw the new, uh, the last three movies too. So, okay, but they, they know everything about Star Wars now. Okay, <laughs> They've been sucking it up. They, they, you know, they have like, you know, kid versions of, uh the stories like a, a five minute version of like uh like episode one five minute version of like the the movies in book form uh-huh. and they can read read that pretty well and know about the whole history of star wars through these books okay cool i didn't know that um yeah very good that's very good so what are some tips that you will have to for new parents who just had kids who want to raise their kid geeky do you have some tips and tricks to the trade uh that you might want to offer well uh i would say um don't hide your geekiness when you're around your kids uh in my house they're bombarded by it from every corner of the house you know, when I'm watching cartoons all the time, I'm watching superhero stuff on the time on TV. So wherever they turn, it's like this is the world they are immersed in. So it's like you become a geek by like osmosis or something like that, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, for instance, you know, if you're, you're if you grow up in a family that is all like uh, like uh like um skinheads that all the kids are gonna be skinheads right <laughs> right right yeah yeah that's part yeah. yeah so so like it's how you grow up the kids will probably grow up like that too so yeah okay cool all right so let's get into I mean, that's a bad analogy though <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to respond to that it kind of off a little bit but like that's the most extreme in the analogy I could have came up with, basically. Right, right. I mean, you have a yeah. point. You have a point. Um, so let's get into your podcast for a second. Uh, tell me a little bit more about your podcast, about uh, you know, the one you do with your kids, as well as the one you do with the other fathers. Yeah. Um, the the well, I, I sometimes have a, a fathers on my uh, or, uh, the one with the kids as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most of the I've done a lot of audio versions of the book uh, of the podcast is that we're up to season two now, um, probably over 30 episodes. You can find us on Apple podcast and anchor and uh, Spotify, you know, wherever you can listen to audio stuff. Yeah, I've I'm slowly um, moving some of the old podcasts to uh, YouTube I'm doing some original um, YouTube uh, videos too, you know, just to see if I can uh, get some more uh, subscribers that way. You know, just trying to hit all fronts, you know? Okay. Um, Who have been some of the most notable guests that you've had on your podcast? Well, I had had, uh, Joe Joe Ildich. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. that was the episode you uh, guessed it on too. 
I was like, I, I'm gonna be honest, I listened to my part. <laughs> I listened to my part because I was like, I, I was just curious of which part you put in. And then I started listening to the beginning part. I don't think I've been able to finish it, uh, but it's still on my playlist to go back and finish. Okay, um, cool. What's what goes in your thinking process behind creating your episodes? Uh, like as far as for content, do you have a set structure? Do you just go in and talk about everything that you want to talk about, or there's specific uh guidelines that you set up for how you structure your episodes? We most of the time play by ear, okay? Yeah, and sometimes if we uh we come up with a little skit, you know, a funny little skit, we we just do it on the fly on that day, we don't plan anything, you know. Same thing with the bathroom thing. That was something we just came up the day of. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And how how are the kids enjoying, uh, you know, being on YouTube and helping dad make podcasts and everything like that? Like you said, you're the fun dad, so I'm sure they're enjoying every second that they. They get. love it. They love it. They actually, you know, when I tell them let's let's go do a, uh, you know, uh, a podcast, they take off the TV, stop playing with their toys and like, let's go, let's go. You know, they really- And how often do they come up with ideas that, that you use? Uh, well, I'm assuming it will be all the time. You did that and I'm sure you can't say no to them, but have, all right, let me ask this. Have they come up with an idea that you was like, maybe that's not such a good idea? No, no. Okay, cool. The only thing like I, I don't, uh, uh, probably like veto. Uh, sometimes they want to do like a review for like uh, um, a cartoon that um, probably wouldn't gain enough viewers if we did a review for that. Okay. You know, uh, probably like you know uh, I don't know if you've seen the Spirit, the the horse show. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah, it's a show about a little girl and a horse. It's like. Uh, not something like that would generate viewers, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, have you been like trying to teach them the analytics and some of the behind the scenes of what it takes to run? Yes. Yes. I show them the analytics every day and they're like, OK, I want that episode to do better. And we got to work on that episode, you know. But I, I noticed that, you know, um, the episodes like my biggest episode was the No Way Home. Right. Uh, not the first one. I have two, actually. Um there's an audio version where um, they lock me in a in a, in a room, and I, I break down. I don't know if you heard that one. That's a funny one. Okay, uh, I, know, I don't think I've heard that one yet. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on the audio version only, and uh, yeah, they lock me in a room, and I break the door down, and <laughs> they try to take the show away from me. That's uh, one episode, but it's the highest uh, listened episode that I have. Okay, cool. Um, do you think they're going to have any interest in trying to like run their own YouTube channels and, uh, yeah, they have their own, they have their own YouTube channel. Oh, they do. Okay. Uh, the multiverse kids, you can check them out on YouTube. Okay. Um, so let me ask you this. And I've asked this with other, uh, parents who also do YouTube and other content creators who have kids who introduce their kids to this world and also have them in front of the camera. Um, or, or were you a little worried uh, or hesitant at first of releasing basically your kids online to the internet, to YouTube? You know how the internet works and people can be keyboard warriors and say whatever they want. Uh, was that yeah. something that crossed your mind when you started uh, having them publish uh, stuff with the minute? Well, you know, I, I, I disable most of the comments on the YouTube pages, so <laughs> they okay. don't really comments yeah but uh i really i don't i'm not bothered by that and in fact you know um most of the time we get good reviews so they and they're always praising the kids and uh they they love reading the nice reviews they get excited over that okay cool okay cool uh i whenever i don't get them as often but when i get them i like to print them out and just keep them up in my wall in my office just for motivation sometimes you <laughs> sit there and you're going through the grind and you've done four or five records and now you got to edit at least two episodes and you're like why am i doing this and you just look up and like oh okay at least some people out there like it so i like to print them out just so i can look up and just have that for a little motivation kick uh when i'm doing those long editing grinds every night yeah, I mean, they, they really uh, lift you up. 
Yeah, they do. They do. Hold on one second. I'm switching back over to my uh, questions. Like I have you up and I notice uh, when I'm doing my video records, when I switch over to my questions, uh, it's just white light in my face. So I'm trying to keep uh, it okay. and stuff. So I'm just switching back and forth. And usually I will have it on my phone, but my phone. Yeah. Uh, I need to upgrade my phone. It's but you know, uh, the the um, the Facebook uh, group that we started. Right. Because of you. Really? Yeah. You had started a thread uh, asking about uh, where are all the geeky uh, podcasters at? And when I saw all these like people answering in the thread, I was like, you know, there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> we there is. And I'm going to be honest. I remember that. And, you know, we talked about it for a little while. Um, yeah, you're right. I, I, I can't believe I forgot about that. Um, wow. Time it has been three months. It's going by. But, like, <laughs> I'm just like amazed that you was able to set it up and was able like to just keep it consistent is not like a super big group but everybody right. in it is consistent they're engaging yeah uh, and we also help each other out you know right every yeah everybody helps each other out and um i'm going in adding people that i know that i'm also interviewing and coming across um and it's like becoming like my favorite group just to yes. try to interact with because you know a lot of those facebook groups um and the youtube groups and things like that like they, yeah. they suck they really they, suck. it's a waste you know yeah, it's a i waste. post and i post and it's like you know i don't know if i'm doing anything in those pages you know Right. Um, but then when you created the group off of just that thread I, and like seeing like, OK, when you really get a group of people who understand what support means and what it takes, like, hey, I don't mind helping seeding and giving some retention time and just giving some comments because I know it's going to come back. I don't have to ask or beg for it, uh, sub for sub, any of this. Uh, and then like I'm finding podcasts and points of views on the same stuff that I like that I wouldn't have had otherwise if it wasn't for that group. Um, and yeah. putting everything together, like there are a lot of strong podcasters in that group. Some who just started a few months ago, some who've been doing this for a while now. And yeah. everybody's uh, is interesting. I did um my first, uh, why did I do that? I know I'm recording. Jason? That. Jason um, Craig? Uh, yeah, uh, Jason Craig. Matter of fact, I ran into him probably that same night I started that thread in another uh, group about podcasting and me and him just kind of hit it off because I just genuinely like his podcast. It's just yeah, entertaining. Yeah. It's right up my alley. I understand it because I grew up like how he grew up. So yeah. me and him. And his like, his podcast is funny sometimes, man. Yes, really it's really funny. funny. <laughs> um, it's really funny. And he's like gotten a lot better just in the little bit of time that we've been doing it. And he stays consistent with it. And he's fun and entertaining. He lets everybody speak and have their voice. And he always has some funny backstories for almost everything. Right, right. Um, so right. I like working with him. And uh, his podcast is Bring the Popcorn Podcast. And uh, who was it that uh, Michael, um, I just I didn't even know he was local, but I did a video podcast with him and we talked about the Matt Ryan trade because I feel like geeks can also get together and talk about sports because you can be a geek about sports, too. Um, and that was actually a really great episode. Like we, we just it was just like us talking like we all just yeah, talk, yeah. having a beer, just talking about football and and just like I enjoyed that so much. So I love communicating with other um with other podcasters and other geeks like yourself and just just yeah. hanging it up it's, it's just always fun yeah i've been trying to recruit uh more people um you know every week or so yeah right. just keep it small not too big you know we got to weed out all those fake promoters oh my god <laughs> you know yeah, that was the reason why when you say you was going to create a group, I was like, I don't want to be admin. I already know the headache of what it takes right. to run a group and like not only keeping out the spam bots, but like then you got people who try to be genuine, but then they're just unruly and things like that. I'm like, no, I got I'm already running a business. I don't need another business to bring up. A right, spam. right. Uh, right. But I, I thank you for doing it, because if it wasn't for you literally putting the group together, it wouldn't have come together. 
Um, yeah. Thank you for, for just having the time to run it and finding the right people to help you run it and just continue to help everyone build on their success. Because like you're in there all the time, every day, you comment on every single body's thread, you follow everybody, uh, you do, you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. And I'm, I'm listening to everybody's stuff too. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I'm like, I'm still trying to get around and listen to everybody. Cause like, once I get, find somebody who I'm like, Oh, I really like this podcast. I'm like, okay, this week, this person gets all my attention. I'm going to go down and try to listen to all the episodes and everything. Like I'm still going through, uh, Jason's stuff and, uh, um, the fandom hybrid podcast. I started listening yeah. to stuff too. Um, and they With have interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah um so yeah like and they're writing atlanta too so yeah 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 he's writing atlanta too and and i didn't know that like because like even though it's a small group like when you just kind of focus on a couple of people and you just start networking and doing stuff like that you miss some other people and that's what i've been doing and i'm trying to be more open up and just trying to hit everybody whenever i can i've set time aside every morning to make sure i go through this group first and uh, especially on Mondays when we do the uh, weekly drops and everything, just make sure, okay, I got all my new episodes, anybody new in the group, make sure I'm at least following them so I can right. start, uh, you know, listening to them. I have them on my playlist because uh, I <laughs> I used to like almost only listen to my podcast to try to help boost up my numbers. But like when you edit it and then have to go back and listen to it again, just to, boost yeah. Up, like, yeah, I can't yeah. do that. So like when you created this group, I was like, okay, I don't have to do that no more because I can just listen to other people's stuff and help them out. And hopefully it, it works out. And so far it's been working out. Like you guys yeah, yeah. to the 50 listeners. I just made a post. I'm like, I'm five away. And everybody was just cheering me on. And I was like, this feels good because the yeah. YouTube support groups do not do this. They no, don't no. motivate and just try to help. They just sit there, bog you down with rules and they take the fun out of it. You right, right. You keep the fun yeah. there. Uh, it's not a competitive thing. It's like a more of a nurturing environment. So I really right. appreciate it, how you run it. Well, you know, what I, what I try to say is like, if we if we all support each other, we all rise up together. You right. Know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, my uh, my numbers have been consistent with, the, you know, since I started the group. So it's, I guess it's paying off. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Because um, um, like, I know Anchor doesn't give you a lot of information, but I try to comb through all of my analytics that I can. And now that I'm putting up my podcast on YouTube and I'm noticing a difference there. Um, and now that I'm doing the video podcast, I'm noticing numbers there and some interesting trends. Um, so I'm actually having fun, like just playing the, the, the game of the algorithm yeah. um, sometimes because I now have a community that's more supportive. Uh, when I was just doing YouTube by itself, it was, it was like, you just by yourself. And yeah and you know the thing i hate about the youtube um stuff is like a lot of people like they subscribe and then you don't see it like it goes back down right they subscribe then unsubscribe right uh because they're either just trying to get your subscription because i yeah. understand the numbers yeah. where you can't have a, a thousand subscribers and then a thousand followers is not going to work out that way within the algorithm sometimes um, and then, you know, some people just trying to get the numbers up in general uh, and they'll just do that. And it's kind of annoying. So I made a rule where I only follow and subscribe to people who I like, who I would just listen to anyway or who I want to generally support, because that way, when I go back and engage with them, it's just because that's what I will be doing anyway. Not because, OK, I have to some YouTube channel halfway across the world doing something I don't even understand. Yeah. And I'm great video guys and they're in Bangladesh and <laughs> it's just, well, okay. okay. Yeah. So I had to learn very quickly like that. Yeah. That's not the way to do this. There has to be a better way. Uh, there has to be a better way to run a community to get together and help everybody first. And you're doing it. Um, you're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got a good, we got a group. We got a nice group there, you know? Right. Yeah. What are some tips you can offer other podcasters who are beginning or who want to start podcasting? Well, I'll give you a, um, a tip. You, uh, you know, you, you, 
and this is a tip you should do too because you, you need to get your 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 podcast in as many different apps as possible i know i know i'm slowly yeah. walking down that i keep every time i post in that one thread like this is an apple podcast link and i'm like okay okay let me go do it let me go do it and then i'm like okay i gotta go work on my website i gotta go do this and do that so i always end up getting distracted um yeah. but yes i know get your rss feed on everywhere uh get on yeah. every platform um yeah because i'm on apple i'm on amazon music i'm on regular amazon like audible i'm on iHeartRadio. i'm on you know uh you know uh stitcher i'm on breaker i'm on uh fm uh you know there's so many different sites podcast pod chaser um good pods good pods is a uh, really good place too and that's what i keep hearing that's uh yeah. definitely when i have the time to sit up and just finish setting up all those things um i'll be able to do that but i've been kind of swamped with just doing photos yeah, things yeah, lately. yeah. Um, well you know um those things they take five minutes. All all you gotta do is just put your RSS um copy paste and that's it. Five minutes. See, when I go do it with Apple, it's always giving me some type of error or issue that I have to go and resolve and try to figure out. And once I've done that a couple of times, I'm like, all right, let me go back to this when I have more time. To understand yeah. what's going on as well, know. Apple was the most frustrating one, but like, um, like Amazon is fast, fast. okay. iHeart is also fast, okay, fast too. So, yeah, I also felt like with like some of the bigger ones, like iHeart, uh, and uh, you will have to have like a certain subscriber count or a certain listener count to some, they didn't, yeah, they didn't really ask me for that, okay, okay, cool. Um, no. so what do I have in mind? So, I know I'm on. Because Anchor comes with Spotify, Google Podcasts, and I do have not all of them, but I have a few on Apple because I've seen it. Because uh, somebody else just did it for me for some reason, um, so I've seen it there. But I haven't like just had the time to put into just developing the podcasting side of everything with right. you going on with the corporate photography business with helping my monthly clients and their subscriptions and all that stuff uh like i i yeah i know it sounds like i'm making excuses but i'm fairly busy like i said all day i've been working on writing up a proposal for a wedding yeah uh it was something i didn't have to plan on doing i planned on just doing a couple social media things and getting ready for this podcast so yeah so yeah. sometimes it gets away with me. And I understand my biggest issue, especially now that I'm taking on more projects, is organizing everything and just having it flow together. That's, right, that's right. the blessing I'm starting to learn because I'm keeping uh, experimenting with things. I'm like, okay, I like it. I'm going to implement this into what I'm going to do. Yeah. But I need to work out the details of everything before I move on to the next thing. Or I need to just have the time to sit up and focus and and just finish the things step by step that I need to instead of keeping jumping around and just doing the things that come easiest to me and then putting off the other things for later. Right, right. So and, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I, I, I know uh, another another uh, <clears throat> another tip is uh, you know you got to get good hashtag game. Right. Know? Yeah. Like uh, I get so many hits just by the hashtags that I put inside the description of. The episode itself you know especially when i put it on like uh twitter i will i put all the hashtags and you know especially if there's a trending thing coming up i usually put something that's trending inside uh hashtag to get people to notice the episode right yeah that helps a lot uh so like i mentioned or like you mentioned you are a geek uh have you had the opportunity to go to any cons well, not since not since COVID. No. I mean, well, even before COVID. Yeah, I I've been to cons. I've been signing at cons. I had my own table at cons. Uh, you know, um, my kids. I started taking my kids to cons when they were in diapers. You know. Okay. Cool. You know, back um, back in the day when you know New York Comic Con wasn't so damn money hungry, they used to have kids free on Sundays. I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> but yeah. But they used to come with me all the time. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Um, what has been your favorite con that you've attended by yourself and then with your kids? Yeah, well, you know, I, I tend to not like the big uh, crowded comic cons because it's it's a little too commercial and it's hard is you know to to stand out right a booth you know uh because you got like millions of other people there for attention you know and uh and the prices for the booths are so expensive it's like you're never gonna make your money back right right exactly yeah, so I like the smaller ones better, you know. And to me, the smaller ones, um, you know, when they're in like some kind of convention hall in a hotel somewhere, you know, in Jersey or some backwoods area, you know, they seem to be more uh, of the real fans, you know. Okay, cool. One with the big Comic Cons, you know, like New York or, you know, maybe, uh, um, San Diego. I haven't been to Dragon Con, um, but um, those two, though, they, they seem to be more geared towards Hollywood, you know, and uh, like movies and, uh, you know, not too much. No, the, I wouldn't necessarily say Dragon Con is like that. I, no, I, I'm I, saying like the New York and San Diego. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I agree to that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because um, most of the time, all you see is celebrities. Right. And hardly, you know, big name, like, uh, artists or comic book artists or anything like that, you know. I know Dragon Con, I've heard that Dragon Con is more, you know, a, a lot of cosplaying, mostly, right? Uh, yes, it's definitely a huge cosplay con, but Dragon Con is so big, you can find something that's there for you. Uh, they're parts of con- of the con you can go to. There aren't crowded that you can do with your family uh, and just have a good experience with their, they do panels uh, from having panels with actors and actresses from uh, not, not the big stuff, but like some of the more obscure stuff they'll have. Some right. That. right. Um, and then uh, all the photo shoots for like cosplayers and things like that. Uh, the dealer's room, the 24 hour arcade. Uh, oh, like, wow. They have that. Yeah, wow. there's a 24 hour arcade joystick game bar. They come in, they sponsor the arcade, and they just have a 24 hour arcade. Wow. Uh, that sounds it. already better than New York already. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, the, it, the yeah. tabletop stuff. Um, uh, they gave out free ice cream last year um, in front of the, the venue hall for the dealer's room. So every time you came in, you just get free ice cream. Um, what else? It's a lot. Like, I swear, I. I've gone like 15 years and I still haven't done everything at Dragon Con, like the aquarium event. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, the sipping cosplay aquarium event. That's uh, something I really want to do. Uh, like the really big panels that like wrapped around the building. I only started recently trying to do those. Um, but like they got so big, even last year with the COVID restrictions, it got so big the way they had to turn people away. Um, so, which means that people were six feet apart and they had to abide by that rule. Um, right, so, right. it's always something at Dragon Con for you to do, regardless of of your age, uh, your color, what your interests are, your hobbies. It doesn't matter. Dragon Con has something for you. Anime, gaming, tabletop gaming, uh, all the concerts and the music festivals and the dancing. Um MC Chris comes there every year and I'm like, yes, I like that. I really like that. So it's always my big to do thing that I do every year. It's my staycation, if you call it. I want to go there at least once. I want to go there. I haven't gone to San Diego because it's too damn expensive to go. (laughs) But uh, yeah, you know, uh, the last time I went to New York Comic Con, it was so crowded. It was like, um, it took me an hour to get to one area to the other area right everybody's so packed together they're literally this much next to each other well (laughs) yeah dragon con can be like that too definitely dragon con can be like that but if you know where to go you can avoid all of it and uh just have quick exits to everywhere so uh just make sure you go with the right people but i definitely recommend 
you do go to Dragon Con, it's definitely a one of a lifetime type of con experience because it's yeah. unlike any other con out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big con without being a really big con like San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con. And it's like it has elements of those smaller cons too because you have right, the, artists right. in, uh, the artists come in, uh, the comic creators come in, the artist alley is really good. Yeah. Um, so it's a ton of stuff to do. I, it's a unique experience and there's no way you'll be able to do all of it in 15 years wow <laughs> like, yeah and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger like i swear every year they add a new hotel they add a new event they add a new right um, i'm so surprised yeah. they haven't you know since the walking dead is uh, ending they should uh take the sets and make that like a like a place for the dragon con so well, people can go I don't know how logistically that would work. Uh, Cause like, so Dragon Con itself is like on Peachtree Street, and from season one right. of Walking Dead, uh, you know Marietta Street and all that. It's a few blocks away from there. Uh, and then, well, yeah, currently shoot at now they shoot in Sonoya and out in Conyers, um, and that's a huge, massive set. Matter of fact, my grandmother she lives in Sonoya, and like from her front porch you see the walls of Alexandria. So like every time I go see her, it's a, a weird psychological kind of process. Cause I'm like, Oh <laughs> crap. Like I've seen so much happen on that fence. Um, and right, right. So, uh, so yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's really cool. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, but you know what, yeah, what, what, uh, they did for New York, uh, Comic Con last couple of years, they actually, uh, it used to be once one Jacob Jaffet center, and now they've stretched it all over New York. So they have events in Madison Square Garden. They have events like uh, downtown, you know. So you, you're running all over the city because yeah. of New York. Yeah, that's literally how yeah. Dragon Con is. So that's really right. cool. Um, and New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con has always been on my list. But like you said, they're so expensive. <laughs> they're so expensive. So expensive. Um, so like, And it's I, like I, you, you need to get like, you know, so many like um, – badges just to get in you know you right. gotta get verification for this and that and all that stuff i don't know how it is for dragon con um so yeah if you go get your badge with everybody else you're gonna be waiting three days in line uh to go get wow. your ticket. uh but Even like if you buy online yeah like so what i usually do is i'll pre-reg and they'll have um you know you go in and pre-reg i have the line split up but because of the amount of volume of people that come they're always i don't want to say understaffed because they prepare for this every year but like every thursday every friday morning uh once they open up till about when they close the line goes like three blocks around around the hotel area uh, last year was probably the longest I've been in line. I had to go up the hill, three blocks down, two blocks this way, then go back down the hill. And my Airbnb was across the street. So I like I was at the entrance of the hotel the entire time. <laughs> and I still had to walk around the long way because of the line. So yeah, you're wow. waiting in line. But once you get in, the process is fairly quick. Uh, they split up the areas. If you walk in, here's your area. Pre-reg, here's your area. Legacy members is in the whole other part of the hotel. Um, so they're doing their best, but it's just a volume thing. But once the bulk of everyone is in, you could just walk in and get your badge at any other time, like after 5 p.m. on Fridays. So you'll be good. Um, I think that's why they extended it on Thursdays, too, because they're trying to. Yeah. So they made it a five day event now. So they. Right. Have right. More time. Um, so I, I, even that's part of the experience. Like, I guarantee you that's part of the Dragon Con experience. Some of the funnest times I've had has been with my friends waiting in line, vlogging, and just sitting there trying to be the funny one in the group. And I'm entertaining everybody in like my 10 foot block radius and just being the life of the party. So it's, it's definitely right. a part of the festivities yeah. in my book. You know, uh, the, the thing that we used to do in New York Comic Con is back in the day, everybody used to share one badge, you know. So, so we'd go in those days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we, you know, somebody goes in and then, uh, they, they give the badge to somebody else, you know. Um, but now you can't do that. They, they check ID plus badge and a scan before oh, getting. Wow. So it's hard to even do that now. Oh, wow. I'm glad. Well, Dragon Con's kind of tough, but like because I've gone there so much, 
I know how to get in and do what I need to do uh. and sneak around, but I prefer to just go ahead and get the badge so I don't have to do that. But push comes to shove, and I'm probably going to do a YouTube video on it soon. Uh, there's a way you can do it. And, yeah, there's a way you can do it. I just need to make sure I put it out. If I put it out there, I don't get banned for doing it because they will ban people for spilling the beans, if that makes sense. Well, you, should, uh, um, you can probably cut this part off, but you can uh, dub, like, uh, do a voice change and, uh, and blur your face and be like, you know, uh, I know a secret. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that. And you can pretend like you're interviewing that person. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. That's a good idea. I'm actually going to do that. That's exactly how I'm going to do that. I like yeah. that. That's good. That's good. Um, but anyway, oh, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, go ahead and tell the world where everybody can find you again on the internet. Yeah, yeah. You can find me wherever you uh, you can find, like, podcasts, uh, on, on, you know, online. You, you know, you can find me on Apple. You can find me on Spotify, uh, you know, Amazon Music, uh, Audible, um, you know, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher, uh, you know, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find my show. It's the Geeky Dad Podcast and the Geeky Dad After Dark. Two very different shows. One is for the family and one is for the adults. Gotcha. You can also find oh. me on YouTube as well. And the kids uh, have their own YouTube page. Uh, they're called, it's called the, the Multiverse Kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Yes, yes. Just look for the Geeky Dad Podcast. All right, cool. Thank you, thank you. Um, again, thank you for coming on. Sorry for the few technical issues and just trying to have everything together. Um, but I enjoyed the conversation and I can't wait to have you back on. Uh, yes, the- yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. You should check out that uh, interview with Joe Illis. You know, he's the first uh, black uh, editor of, of Batman. You know, he, he made some history there, you know, so. I will. I will definitely check that out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. No problem. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so for everybody else, this has been Blurred Cash. You can check me out on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and soon other places um and you can also follow me on facebook instagram twitter at blurtography and you can follow me on you or you can subscribe to my youtube channel check out my other geeky content where i do cosplay videos and vlogs of cons and just other geeky things thank you for watching and let me know what you think of this video in the comments below peace Thank you.